Mm -hmm. We'll do it like old school. That sounds great. I'll see you in a second. See you in a second. <laughs> It's Monday night. Do you know where your pastor is? Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. And right now, it's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 6 o'clock in Chicago. And it's 7 o'clock in New York City. And you are watching and listening to the best podcast and probably the only podcast in America. What's the buzz? And I'm joined each and every week by this pain in the ass looking at me. This is Amelia, the pit bull Chapman. Oh, Amelia. Good, how are you? I'm fine. I'm hearing all kinds of feedback here tonight. Wow. Wow. What are we going to do about that? What are we going to do about that? I guess I'm just going to have to deal with it, right? I'm just going to have to deal with it, right? So what have you been up to today? Nothing, so just dealing with a lot of thunder and lightning here in Florida. Jeez. Pastor Stephen Kwiatkowski is Pastor our guest Stephen tonight. We got a special episode of What's the Buzz Popkins. And whenever we do, I got to bring the Reverend in for this one. We got a, a very special show. And tonight, the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin. You don't know what the Shroud of Turin is. Let me give you a little heads up here. Um, it is the purported burial cloth of Jesus Christ. It's been contemplated, argued, it's been debated over, it's been researched, it's been inspected and cut and dissected, and no one can disprove it. No one can disprove it. So now. I have the so red one here to give his, his two cents, maybe his ten cents on this cents, one. And um, so and, uh, well, I want to give everybody, before so we do well, anything, a little heads up about the Shroud of Turin. Let's take a look at this. For centuries, the Shroud of Turin has become one of the most mysterious yeah, and controversial pieces of cloth the on the face it. of the planet. Mine, mine's been doing it. For some, it's a hoax, cats, or it's an ordinary person who came to their demise in some brutal way. But to others, it represents something truly remarkable. And now, for the first time, experts have spent years recreating what they believe to be the mystery man under the shroud.
The mysterious Shroud of Turin is something that has baffled scientists for years and been a source of great wonder to faithful all over the world. And now here at the Cathedral of Salamanca in Spain, a new exhibition has been launched that aims to portray, like never before, the body that was wrapped in that shroud. Inside the cathedral, the exhibition is on display, showing various paintings and items to illustrate the last days of Jesus' life. Alvaro Blanco is a Spanish art expert and the man behind the entire project. What makes this exhibition special is that after 14 years investigating the Holy Shroud, we have reached a point where it's no longer a debate of science, but more a debate of reality. We know that the Shroud was wrapped around a body of a man, and now we have reproduced that man. Much work has been done throughout the centuries to try and confirm or disprove the authenticity of the actual Shroud of Turin. But never before has such painstaking work been put into recreating a life-sized model of the man who would have been under it. For the first time in history, the image we have created on the Shroud lacks the influence of an artistic movement. It is not Romanesque, it is not Gothic, it is not Michelangelo, it is not Renaissance, no. This is reality, it's hyper-realism. At the end of the exhibition is what the organizers are calling the hyper-realistic figure of the mystery man. And in front of the waiting press and local dignitaries, the figure is unveiled to the world. The figure is an extraordinary piece of work, looking incredibly lifelike. The hyper-realistic sculpture, which is made of latex, silicon and real human hair, has been based on data collected from the Shroud of Turin. La piel se hunde. La piel, the skin sinks, the hair is human, it weighs 75 kilos, it behaves like a person. It is real, right? I think this has been a big risk because we did manage to create successfully the image of the man under that shroud. Even the head has wounds and blood, the suggestion being that they are from the crown of thorns. The exhibition is not claiming that this is the figure of Jesus Christ, or not. It wants people to visit and view it and come to their own conclusion of who the mystery man is. But for its creator, Alvaro Blanco, after working on the piece for so long, the answer to him is obvious. Perhaps the answer is as simple as we have been told, that we are looking at the sacrifice of a person made in an act of love, in an act of kindness, and in which he left that holy shroud as a memory. Interesting to note that the Catholic Church does not officially endorse or reject the Shroud of Turin.
The exhibition will now begin its tour around the world and its creator told me today that he is hoping the people who come to see it will be profoundly moved having seen for the first time in such a realistic way the portrayal of the body, the man of Jesus Christ who was wrapped in the Shroud of Turin in Salamanca, Spain. Um, let me go to you on this because you're probably the least, you're probably the most skeptical and the least spiritual. <laughs> so I'm going to go with you on this one. On first inspection, mm-hmm. what does this look like to you? How does it play out for you? Well, I mean, I, I was led to believe when I was growing up that there was such a thing as the shadow turn because my grandmother always talked about it when we were kids. Well, she was also Catholic, right? Right, yes, correct. Okay. And so, and and devoutly Catholic, by the way. Very much so. She believed in this 100%. So what were your thoughts on whether this was actually Jesus or not? Well, I mean, the way she described it and the way she showed us the pictures, we were always led to believe that. And she always had a picture of that. And we still, us, she said, this is Jesus. And why was I not to believe my grandmother? You know, the people who here's how it plays out among people who believe and people who don't. To those who believe, no proof is necessary. But to those who don't believe, no proof is ever enough. Correct. So, that is true. And now I have to go to the man of the hour on this one. <laughs> Pastor Stephen Wachowski. Pastor. Yes, sir. We've known each other for a long time. I know oh. you're a devoutly faithful man. Well, thank you. Okay. A lot has changed since that originally aired mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. The biggest thing, the biggest change in that program from then to today, one thing, the Pope has acknowledged that he believes that to be Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. That's that's Pope definitely. Francis says that he believed that that's Jesus. Now, I could see why the Pope might believe that. As a believer, I want to believe that that's Jesus. But I also remember what I used to be like when I didn't believe anything. Right. right. So we we don't forget that, but we don't bring it up if we don't have to. I remember there were some indications it might have been a forgery or a painting, or maybe the great Leonardo da Vinci did some of his amazing work in this shroud. Mm -hmm. But then something happened. They found human hair on the shroud. Mm -hmm. How do you explain this? Give me what, tell me what the Bible says about the shroud. Because it does speak about it broadly, but it does. Where in which I don't even have my. Bible. It talks about um, in uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. Oh well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When he's wrapped in a, in a cloth. Yeah, and in, in the grave cloth. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And there are people who now today, with the science we have, and you're going to see some of it. There are people who believe that the. The resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus from the tomb was tantamount to well, kind of like, I want to say, um, almost like a burst of energy. 
Yeah. Because that's what, if you look at this shroud, yeah, that happened all at once. Sure. That image, front and back, by the way, mm -hmm. didn't just get there. It was implanted there. Implanted there. And I, yeah, I think, um, I believe it's God's permissive will that we would find mm -hmm. something like that. And um, I, I just want to go back for a little bit. I don't know if you remember when I had the vision of Christ. You were around. I do. The, yep. I, I remember and, very well. It's like 10 years ago. And um, I wanted to give up. I was stressed out. There was too much on my plate. And I wrote a resignation letter. And I went to bed that night. This was during the time, you know, the beginning of getting things squared away with church. And, you know, we had that guy, Tom, the other Tom. Remember that whole thing? Oh, my God. Anyway. I've been years trying to forget it. <laughs> yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. We had our, our fill. But um, that yeah. night. <laughs> That night I went to bed and I actually met Christ in a vision. And the thing was, I wanted to leave ministry. I was going to leave the church. I was tired. I'm like, am I really, am I really called to this? All these questions. Well, mm -hmm. I was in a big, green, beautiful field in this dream. There were multitudes of people behind me saying Jesus over and over again. I couldn't see them. But I can hear people's voices like crowds looking for him. And it's almost like right in back of the church building where we have this big, green, beautiful field where the deer graze. Yeah, I take videos of that. Mm -hmm. Well, and he appeared in front of me. He didn't look me in the face. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew who it was. I said, Lord, Lord, Lord. You know, he looked around at me and said, are you hungry? That was just very simple. I remember right you told me that the first time I got chills up my spine. Oh, and then I said, yeah. yes, I'm hungry. Took his hand and went like this mm -hmm. and touched my head. I, I woke up that instant, and I just started wailing and crying. I was visited by Christ, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And yeah. because that happened, and I know it was real, I was in a real place. I was really touched. Yep. Ever since that happened, I mean, the church is where it is today, but I've gotten pretty beat up over the years. Well, just... I'll tell you, you just, you just opened up a doorway. Where the church is today, a lot of activity going on, a lot of talk now about the Shroud of Turin, a lot of, yeah. a lot of talk about um, I believe it. elements of the <clears throat> Bible, uh, prophecy of the Bible. And I thought to myself, why would Jesus need to leave something behind? <laughs> he wanted, yeah. And that, and you're you're going exactly where I was going with yeah. it. <laughs> he wanted us to find it. He wanted to tell us, that's me. I was here, and here's the proof. Now, but we have Layla in the chat who says the description of Yeshua in the Bible is not consistent. With the shroud, with the image on the shroud of Turin, which is absolutely not. So I hate to break your bubble, Layla, but you and I pretty much agree on everything. But we're not going to agree on this because I've got the science to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. You're going to see it in the second video. We've got the the first was an introduction. The second video you're going to see tonight, but you're going to have to wait a while. The second video you're going to see tonight is scientific and biblical proof mm. science complementing the bible now pastor you know yeah that very often science is contra 
contrary to the Bible. Correct. Not anymore. No, they go hand in hand They're, now. They go hand in hand, or you're going they, to see it play yeah, out in they the can't, shroud. They can't disprove anything. Nope. So let's talk about this. I want to talk about uh, what is the, the, the medallion is the real image of Yeshua. Um, where the is that? Okay, so tell me, uh, tell me, Layla, where do you have, um, where you're getting that information from? Because I'd like to know. And does, Pastor, do you understand what she's saying? Because I'm not sure I do. Um, the Mandillion. The Mandillion. The real image of Yeshua. Begley, Begley. Um, Layla, can you tell me where Elaborate to? I'm going to see if I can. Do me a favor, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Write that down. Uh, Mandillion image. That's. And then go on to search it for us right now while we're live. I'm not sure I know that, and I, I don't I don't want to speak out of turn. Nothing that's really talked about. Yeah. Um, so here's what I, I, I have it's here. It's familiar, though. I'm not going to say it isn't. The, I, I put here, a Pastor, you know, a Torin is shrouded in mystery. Kind of a play on words. But I'm not going to debate the shroud. I'm going to take the position. Oh, yeah, I know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's basically, it's the same. It's on cloth. They, This is what they truly believe. Icons of Christ. That's that's on there. Okay. Well, I understand. Oh, yes. I know what she's saying. This right here. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's, I that's absolutely consistent with, with the, the Shroud, Shroud of Turin. Turin. It is. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely consistent. Let me tell you why. When people were laid to rest in that time, they were a, a sheet was extended. They were laid on the sheet. That's right. Their face was, their eyes were covered with coins. They were covered with coins on their eyes. Mm -hmm. Then a, a another smaller cloth, uh, a mandillion, call it that if you wish, mm -hmm. was placed on their face. Then they were covered and wrapped. Okay? And absolutely, if Layla is using that as the basis for her argument, you're actually playing right into it. You're proving mm -hmm. the shroud, not disproving yeah. it. I believe that. It's I mean, absolutely proof positive. It's the same image. Yeah, it's the yes. same image. We're going to talk a little tonight. We're talking I, about flesh and blood, though, exactly, versus just an image that's painted. I believe that that truly is, and it could. I mean, I believe that. I I, I wanted you to see the first video that we did because what they did was they created a life like that. Was by the way, they made it with latex and real human hair. Mm -hmm. it, Okay, and that's what Jesus looked like. Well, they had it right in there. They could have, yes. Everything you're, that you saw came right oh. from the shroud. They found the human hair. I wonder yeah. if they tested the DNA on it. Or they they would... did test the DNA. Yep. It goes back, I forget, almost 2,000 years. Yes. Okay, and it's crazy. 
It goes back 2,000 years. They can, they can do remarkable work. And we're not talking about carbon dating. We're talking about DNA dating. Well, do they, did they find out who he was related to after they did that? Or? Well, we're, we're going to talk about because sure. Now you're going to open up a Pandora's box. Okay. Because I believe Jesus had offspring. I believe I'm well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you're you're not. Uh, if you say you believe that, you're not in any way um, turning your back on your beliefs because you'd be proving what the Vatican already knows. Well, as far as him having children, now that's I'm I'm not sure. Now I've always we were always taught, but I do believe that his bloodline. You know whether. Family bloodline, whether right, yeah, um, it's 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 possible. I mean, we well, know yeah. that we know that we're all. I think not only is it possible, I think it's quite probable. Yeah, and yeah. I think that we yeah. have not only do we have the historical proof, we've got the physical proof, we've got the written text, well, yeah. we have the old manuscripts stuff that you won't see in the Bible, all indicating that Jesus, what did, remember what the song said, he's a man, he's just a man, mm-hmm. okay? And he was. He was a man in, in flesh, but he was God in spirit. Mm-hmm. So let us not lose sight of the fact that Jesus Christ was God, but he was a guy who had, and if he was a guy, then he must, he must have human emotions. He must have felt love. Correct. He must have made love. He must have had a wife. And he probably had children. Yeah. And I believe that. And we talk about the Holy Grail. That's the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail isn't, is not a chalice like yeah. people think it is. The Holy Grail is the bloodline. The Knights Templar have searched for millennia looking for the 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 grail they're not going to find it no because the grail is the bloodline of christ either one of us sitting here could have that bloodline right you know we're all part of the bloodline and that's the point Mm -hmm. we're all part of that bloodline why from adam and eve sprung (laughs) the population of the world so we are all of that bloodline. We're all of the lineage of Christ, all of us, some more so than others. Um, Amelia, your yes. thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I believe the same thing because I, I think there was a rumor that he they had a daughter, that Jesus did have a daughter that started the Yeah, and Sarah, I believe, was the name. Thank you. You know what, Amelia, tell everybody that. Yeah, because they had, there was rumors that that was the Holy Grail it's not a thing. It wasn't a paper. It wasn't a cup. It was, it was a, her name was Sarah, and that's the daughter. It was Sarah, and she was the daughter of Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Christ. and Mary Magdalene. That was that yep. was the Holy Grail. And we, and we have physical documentation of that in the manuscripts. The church doesn't want you to see that. Why is that important? Because it all plays into why Jesus was crucified. How can you be a God, they thought? How can you be God, they said? And be with a prostitute. A wife, and you've got children. Ooh, 
Why are you special? Well, he showed them why he was special. Because he was God incarnate into a human body. God had to know what it was like. He created this mess. Okay, <laughs> this hot mess. But he had to know what it was like. And I he had he life. had to understand what it was like to be re like human to beings. bleed, to be hurt, to feel, to love. Yes, he had yeah. to know all of that. But we're going to talk about, and I want to show you. Um, I want to bring up a, a photo here. I'm going to put it behind me for a second. I want people to take a look at this. It's important. Uh, I'm going to bring this picture up. This is a side-by-side -side picture. And I'm doing this for a reason. Keeping in mind what Steve just showed you a moment ago. Okay? What Steve just showed you a moment ago. I want you to watch this. Okay? Take a look at that. You saw what he showed you. He held up a picture. It's almost identical without the halo. Okay. Correct. What you're looking at is the actual shroud over here on this side of me. Right. And on this side, you're looking at a 3D image that a computer made from the shroud. And everything is identical. What happened? It's a photographic negative. Who discovered that? Father Padre Pio. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did he know? Photography was in its infancy. And Padre Pio, the incorruptible. Oh, yeah. And if you look at his body today, his body looks like the day that he died. It's incorruptible. It is incorruptible. It is. So, uh, Pastor, you are up to bat here. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I know. Now, I, I was just refreshing on this because I remember hearing of the. You know what I mean? I was, I grew up very Protestant, studied very Protestant. Yes, obviously. But um, I'll just read this. The miraculous image became known as, yeah, the, it's mandalion, which translates in Byzantine Greek as small cloth or towel. Exactly. And was the most famous image of Christ not made by human hands. Exactly. From the 6th to early 13th century, a depiction is found in the center of this painting. Well, and that could be true, but he could reveal in the Shroud of Turin, I mean, just the same. Here's the interesting thing, Pastor. He reveals himself just in visions. People have claimed for mm -hmm. years and years that the Shroud of Turin was a great hoax by Da Vinci. Da Vinci mm -hmm. claimed to be an atheist. He wasn't a believer. Yeah. So he often mocked oh, the, the Sistine Chapel. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. If you look at the Sistine Chapel, it really gets a mockery is what it is. Yeah. People don't understand that. It's it's a beautiful work of art and probably the most famous, probably the most famous painting in the world, bar none. Okay, just because of how long it took to, to paint. But understand this, it's a mockery. It was it was a put down to the church. Mm -hmm. Da Vinci was a rebel. He was a rebel rouser. Mm -hmm. He hated the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He hated it. Da Vinci was a man of science. Yes. And at that time, science and the church were diametrically opposed. And we got a lot happening in our chat room. Holy smoke. <laughs> How many are there? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Here you go. Okay. Layla, I'm bringing <laughs> you up, kid. <laughs> Have you heard of the Gospel of the Holy Twelve? Yes, I've even read it. Hmm. Um, the Gospel of the Holy Twelve is on all the teachings of Yeshua. We know that. Okay. Mary and Joseph had other children as well. We know that. I believe Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. You and probably 90% of the world by now believe that. And they had children. Him and Mary had three children. We know he had at least two. Yeshua had a twin. Now, she's saying that Jesus had a twin. Scripture has never revealed that to it's us. It's never. We know that Jesus had James, we all have, brother. We all have twins. And, and the, the mm -hmm. brother of, of Jesus, James. Um, who, am I, who am I missing? Alfie. James, son of. Well, James. he referred to them as his brethren. But other people have interpreted that as well, that he, they could have been cousins, you know, I mean, because of the virgin. Well, yeah, but they you know, that's always been. They've always, uh, in my, reign, my, my frame of reference, they've always been referred to as brother or stepbrother. Brethren, yeah. Um, let's see. God split in everything. God has found in everything and everyone. Matter cannot be created or destroyed, only changed and transmuted. This is true. When we die, our light body soul leaves the body and the shroud was soaked. Here's the thing, uh -huh. Layla, we're going to have a little disagreement here. Um, this is true that the bodies in that time were treated with incense and oils and, and all kinds of spices, healing spices. They were made way for the next world. Okay. One little problem with this. The image that you see on the cloth was a straight, direct shot. If you take a cloth, take a white towel, put mud on your face, and then take that towel and put it on your face, okay? Then take it off and show everybody what you got. You're going to have this much of a face. Mm -hmm. On that towel, you know why? Because this is how much you're covering. That's not what happened in the Shroud of Turin case. That shroud is boom, straight up. What you see is what happened. That was the man who lie on that cloth. All right? And that's the man whose image is forever etched on that cloth it can't come out they tried to remove it it won't come out there's human hair on that cloth there are plant there is plant life on that cloth from that time period in that region of the world that can only be found in that region of the world mm -hmm. only in that region of the world there are certain things 
that are synonymous with the area of Palestine, Israel, the Middle East, and that region. There are there's plant life and vegetation in that area you'll not ever will find anywhere else mm -hmm. because you can't. It no. doesn't exist anywhere else. But yeah, um, but you have scholars that have said. I mean, the scripture does, depending on which um, translation you use. Now, I always believed. That it could be either way, physical. Bro, I'm not. I just I'm not trying to divert anything. Right. But I'm still playing with that in my mind. There's always the possibility of it could be, you know. And um, physical brothers. The church has always kind of said, well, you know, they were cousins, you know, and they called them brothers. I mean, you know, you know how that's been. Though. The church lied. And um, the Vatican lied. James, it, it, it's James. Yusef, which is, um, yeah, Joseph, Yusef, mm -hmm. um, James, Yusef, Judas, mm -hmm. and who am I missing? Who did I miss? I, then I don't think anybody. We have four. They say their scripture refers to mm -hmm. four. But anyway, I don't know my mind just today, but that's who, that's who it is. But yeah. You know, I there's that possibility. I mean, of yeah. course, Mary was a virgin when you know, as the scripture, behold, a well, virgin shall let's talk about that shall too. conceive. That's what the Isaiah Bible says Mary was a virgin. Not so quick on that one either. Um, because we know now she wasn't. The whole immaculate birth thing. The immaculate conception. Yeah, not not so much. We have to revisit that, but that's a whole nother show, though. But we're going to do that show. Um, why would they do that? Why would the church convolute this? Why? Here's why. To protect their, their deity. They've been touched by God. Okay. Mary was touched by God. An angel came to visit her and said, you're going to have a son. You're going to bear the son of God. Okay. We, we know that, we buy that, we believe that. Okay. But understand what a virgin was in that time. And that's what people, and I'm not going to go into it now, but understand what a virgin was. It didn't mean you were untouched. It meant that you were clean, but not untouched. There's a difference. It's semantics, but it's important. Because... Jesus, as the Son of God, was supposed to be this, this uh, image, this God among us. But he was a man. They had to protect his deity, but they could not deny his humanity. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't get. And, that, and I, I have been <laughs> the center of so many debates about who and what God is and who and what Jesus is. It's easy to see why people walk away from the church. It's easy to see why people become atheists because the church isn't helping itself. I took the shroud of Turin because I knew, I knew, Pastor, that it was going to raise all of these other 
uh, I call them umbrella questions, because that's the, 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 let's put it this way. That's the, the tree trunk, the shroud of Turin. Everything else are the branches and the leaves. Right. You understand how everything springs from that? Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to do a commercial break here. Amelia? Yes, sounds great. Slipping, kid. <laughs> no, we, we still have a minute. Commercial. <laughs> you were we talking. You were talking. Why? I did not want to interrupt you. So Why should now be any different? <laughs> you were on a roll. So. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after. It's 7.37, straight up. Jess wanted to start a business when something surprising happened. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So, she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got ding! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life. And become your own boss. Build it on Shopify. You've made iHeartRadio the fastest growing music app in the U.S. Why? Because we connect you to all of your favorite music and radio stations in one free app. And this fall, prepare to take control of how you listen to the radio. Replay. That song on your radio you just can't hear enough? Immediately replay and sing along again. Save. Save the music you love on the radio directly to your playlist. Play. Search for and play any song on demand. Skip. Unlimited skips. Offline. Take the music from your favorite stations offline. Control. Introducing iHeartRadio Plus and iHeartRadio All. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. And we are back with America's best podcast, What's the Buzz? And I'm joined by Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, on this fabulous morning. Amelia, yes. you you let me go three minutes past my commercial break. <laughs> what the heck roll. happened? You're <laughs> usually on the ball with this stuff. What happened? Hey, you said not to interrupt you when you're talking, so remember that? <laughs> Well, you never listen to me. Why should you listen to me now? Hey, you were on a roll talking, so I said, you know what? Keep going for it. <laughs> See, this is the sort of woman's prerogative, Pastor. Because let me tell you what happens. You you tell them, you know, like, don't do this or, you know, make sure that, you know, give me a heads up or whatever the case, right? And uh -huh. then they go, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, all right. And then <laughs> when you need them to interrupt you, they don't. And, and then he says, shut up, stop. Um, don't interrupt me while I'm talking. That's how he does. <laughs> you make it sound like I holler at you. I don't know. <laughs> don't feed into what my wife says. You don't, how do you holler at that poor girl? <laughs> it was, don't. 
it was he doesn't he doesn't say that again king abgar of edessa yes wrote to jesus to be cured from an illness and the image um of his face appeared on yep. that napkin that's but that's a that's a legend more so mm-hmm. and a lot of yeah. the and it's and, more, and by the way there is no proof of it there's never been it's more been it's more more of like a legend i i came from a you know i came from a baptistic mm-hmm. fundamentalist background and then yeah. i went anglican right yeah. and really even in anglican churches you know we we have this form of art you know we have statues but we never really venerate like yeah. the Roman church does, you know, so it's more so a legend, right. so to say, but what is faith? You know what I mean? Is well, yeah, you know, what faith is the evidence it, you know, of like, things not seen, right? Yeah. That's what they a- say. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have faith and I understand that, but some people, as I said earlier, some, some people faith isn't good enough. Correct. And some yeah. people Thomas. faith. There are some people faith is more than enough and some it's never, it'll never be enough. Yeah. Yes. Just like so, some people are going to argue about that. I believe, I believe, I believe that Jesus in his infinite wisdom, God in his infinite wisdom knew this going into it. He knew going into this. I'm going to have to give these people something to look at. And even then they're not going to believe it. Because I created a bunch of stonads down here on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I created a bunch of dummies that would, you know, everything's got to be proven, 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 prove it, prove it, prove it. Yeah, that you're get God. up, get up, Thomas. You believe because you have seen. Blessed are those who believe yet have not seen. It's not new, Pastor. It's been from the days yeah. that time began to yeah. today. Yeah, it hasn't nothing. What they say, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a fucking thing. Pardon my language. Not a fucking thing has changed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he put scientists on this earth to uh, have people believe, but the scientists are put be- making them believe the wrong thing. Yeah. Basically. Well, yeah. here's the down. Understand them, though. And you're going to see, I think, the most powerful Shroud of Turin video that you'll you could ever see um just after i get to this um this uh, okay here we go there is a coin that also claims to be an accurate portrayal of yeshua and it's been with him short hair like well and, and that's true by the way there's there's so many things yeah. that, that people have i mean look we were just talking about the king of Edessa, you know, and then writing to Jesus, asking for a cure from his illness. Yeah. That's how he appeared on that We also need to to, to talk about this. It's important, Pastor. Mm -hmm. The name Jesus as compared to the name Yeshua. And Yeshua is Joshua. That's his name. It's Thank you. Because there are no J's in Hebrew. The Y replaces the J. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about it because that's critical. Because there are people who who don't believe that the name Jesus is even a name. Well, Greek and he, but remember, our Lord said there's no difference between Jew, Greek, Gentile. The same mm-hmm. Lord is Lord of all. Those right. Christ uh, has revealed Himself to different cultures and lands, right? And um, 
you think about you think about that. You know what I mean? So yeah. the way somebody else was, I mean, um, Jesus, right? The Spanish saying, right? Exactly. You know, and again, the J's are pronounced as an H. You're Spanish, yeah. you know, so that's kind of. Or with the Y as well. Yeah, that's how we pronounce yeah, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So Joshua, to be mm -hmm. fair, is his name translated into English. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's important. I wanted that to be very, very clear. Yeah. The distinction between Yeshua and the name Jesus. Mm -hmm. for Because for all intents and purposes... The name Jesus really didn't exist at the time that we know of. And it wasn't pronounced, certainly wasn't pronounced Jesus that I know of. Yeshua. Yeshua or Joshua. Yeah, for us, correct. Or, or, or they right. say Yahshua. 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 Because as you said, there's no J. Um, let us take a look. I'm going to go right to this video. It's important. It's because it's good. We're going right where this video is. So mm -hmm. it's a, a little long. It's about seven minutes, but we're going to watch the entire thing. Okay. Then we're going to talk. Is a burial cloth that shows a man that was scourged, crowned with thorns, crucified, and pierced with a lance. The first reason I believe this is the burial cloth of Jesus are due to the new studies that provide an updated age for the shroud. In 1988, the carbon dating results provided a date in the 1300s. This made many people believe it was a forgery for decades. However, in the early 2000s, Ray Rogers was challenged to look into this further. Here's what he said. I had given up on the shroud, and this was about the same time that the lunatic fringe were coming up with an infinite number of ways the date could be wrong. And this was just the last straw. I got a call from Ray, and he goes, this is nonsense. I can prove these people wrong in five minutes. And I said, well, Ray, go for it. So I read their paper, and I thought, I've got the samples that can shoot that full of holes. So I got out the Ross samples, and I got out the, uh, the Shroud samples, and I went to work again. He discovered that the wrong samples were selected for the dating. He concluded, the radiocarbon sample was thus not part of the original cloth, and it was invalid for determining the age of the shroud. He also calculated a new date between 1300 and 3000 years old. Again, this is from a well-rated published peer-reviewed journal. What he believes happened is this. If you happen to hit a place where a yarn segment from the original shroud was spliced into the new uh, reweave part, the splice, very definitely shows the new yarn that was being put in and dyed to match. The only thing in the shroud... I want to stop this here because we have to talk about this. There are people who need to understand this. The shroud is composed of many, many fibers interwoven. Some are newer than others, but when I say new, I'm talking <laughs> in relative terms, 1,300 years old compared to 3,000. That's a big jump. Because big jump. Why, why would you say this? Here's, here's why we say this. If you looked at that shroud, you'll notice little triangular mm. patterns. Yes. 
Would you like to know what that is? Because I'm about to tell you. Well, yes. Go ahead. It's where the That's shroud fine. was burnt in a fire. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The shroud Get rid was of the literally put together yes. at one point. Let's continue. The shroud that was dyed or stained was this uh, radiocarbon area. His findings were confirmed by John Brown from Georgia Tech and Bob Villarreal from Los Alamos National Laboratory. I've received many comments that say that Wikipedia disagrees with the findings of Ray Rogers, so we should ignore it. However, I would recommend looking into the sources as they even mention that the date may be incorrect. The carbon-14 date has led many people to believe that this is not the burial cloth of Jesus, although it's amazing that someone from the actual Shroud-Turin Research Project wrote a paper refuting that. In October 2019, an analysis of the raw data showed inconsistencies and requested a new carbon-14 date. While these are promising results, a new sample and carbon dating will be needed. The second reason is related to a March 2019 study where a replica of the Shroud of Turin was attempted. The results stated that the perfect reproduction of the Turin Shroud remains a challenge since many other characteristics of the original image have not yet been obtained with any of the processes used for reproduction to date. That basically means that even with the most sophisticated technology available today, we cannot replicate the Shroud of Turin. A similar experiment was conducted in 2012, and from that experiment, we saw the amount of watts necessary to create an image with just some of the properties. It would look something like this. That was the Dallas Cowboy Stadium. With every light on, 750 megawatts are used. Dr. Paolo Di Lazzaro, who led the 2012 study, told National Geographic that it would take several billion watts to create the image. Another thing to factor in is that 750 megawatts are being used throughout the stadium. What science is telling us is that a dead body would have to exude billions of watts to create the image on the shroud. No mere human could do that, but Jesus, the God-man, could. As he illuminated during the transfiguration, he surely illuminated in an even greater way during his resurrection, which is recorded on the Shroud of Turin for us. Also, it would take 10,000 of these lasers to create the image on the Shroud, which exceeds the maximum. And that's what I was getting that with Layla earlier. You have to understand what you're talking about, a... A radi- basically radiation that with such a magnitude radiation. of energy, literally radiating. Yes, Correct. absolutely. Yes. Literally, not even straight out of the body, not doing this white. Think about your fingerprint. Well, right. When they saw him in his um, his glorified, fo- you know, he was um, or his um, when he had risen, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and yes. Well, do this. I want to try this experiment. And I want everybody to try this. Take your finger. He radiated mm-hmm. with light. We know and that. Touch your cell phone. Yeah. Okay. You're going to see a fingerprint there. Sure. Right. Now, mm-hmm. take your finger and do this like the police do. And roll it. And you're going to see a very wide fingerprint. Right. Right. Okay. Guess what? They both. They both possess your fingerprint. One is a 2D image. The other is a 3D image. Why? Because it's a broader scope with more range. 
And you don't have to be Einstein to figure this no. stuff out, folks. You really don't. What you need to do is keep your mind open to what you're talking about here is supernatural. Mm, We're mm, talking mm. about God mm -hmm. walking the planet in a body. Do you understand now? Okay. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Remember um, remember that movie back in the day, Cocoon? Of course, we over and over. Of course. Do you remember how, like, you know, the aliens or um, the characters, Jessica Tandy. Yeah. And oh, yes. Ronan, yeah, I remember. And they, I have it. Actually. Don Amici. Don, I love they that. were all bright, right? When they were all. Yeah. You know, think uh -huh. about that. Mm -hmm. Now think about it. what, what scripture says, too. Um, if any, it said if anyone was to look at God or look on God, they would die instantly. Because of his brightness I and his want, holiness. You just said something and it reminded me. The oh, body's boy, holding you. that light back. Well, but the light's going to spring forth if the flesh is not going to be in the way. Have, we actually have physical proof of it. And I want to tell you how and why we do. Did you remember you grew up looking at these paintings, these religious paintings? Well, yeah, of course. Okay? Yes. You see, they all had these halos well yeah things around them. okay right where do you think that came from well it's to show a glorified form but no i want to touch now i want to punch some holes in it like Not mim you. used to punch holes in yeah, the cigarette that's right <laughs> i'm going to punch holes in that theory and here's why I'm, here's why and how number one people and amelia what i always say to people People drew what they saw. Yes. They they may have they may not have been articulate writing mm -hmm. stuff down, but how did they write things down? They saw something happen and they drew it. Correct. Or they painted it. Right. That's what they did. Yeah. Because they did they couldn't that take pictures back then. Yeah. That radiation, that glow is that light that is that look at Jesus, look at Mary, look at all, look at all the the saints. Well, yeah, well, every, okay? yeah. they all have something in common. Right. They all have that glorious glow. You want to hear something funny? I yeah. have a picture of that same halo. Did I? Did you see that when I did a baptism of Robert? Remember Robert, the old organist? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a picture that I have, and I wish I could bring. I'm going to send it to you, but maybe for tomorrow, so everybody can okay. see. Okay, let's do it. I did a baptism in our church. And that white halo went and peered right in the back of my head. It was during prayer to the sea. I'm telling you, this mm -hmm. is the. I'll send it to you though tomorrow. I'll have it ready. Yeah. But that halo was in back of my head during the baptism. It shot from the crucifix on the altar, and I they love it. They caught it on camera. Wow. And Beautiful. it's in the form oh, of like an herb. That. I will. Yes, I'll have it ready. I promise. Oh, yeah. I'll have it ready by tomorrow. Yeah. But that literally happened. And my mother can attest to it. She was she was in the church. Oh, sure. And her head would go down. Her eyes bulged out big. And goosebumps talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, Mom, what did you see? She's like, this light that beamed from the crucifix. And it was literally mm -hmm. caught on yeah. camera as they were taking pictures of Anne Marie and Robert getting baptized. <laughs> wow. wow. That and is do you true. see why you that can't have do that. a show like this in one night? No, you yeah, can't. No, we no. Talk about yeah, and my son, when he was 
my son, when he was four years old, he, he when we were walking down, I think it was the, in Knoxville, we were passing a, a flea market. And he says, Mommy, what are all those pictures? I said, that's supposed to be of Jesus. He says, it kind of looks like him, but not really. And, that, and then that night he was crying. And I said, baby, what's the matter? I says, I'm just crying because I miss him. I said, who do you miss, baby? He goes, Jesus. I miss being up there in heaven playing with Jesus because he used to play with all of us kids uh, oh, as angels. Playing, uh, we're playing soccer, football. He was throwing the ball yeah. with us and Jesus. having so much fun. We were laughing. I just miss playing with him, mommy. And like, that's what they're playing with him. With the Bible. Yeah. Oh. What did Let the little say? children come His to me. Four. Exactly. Let the little children come exactly. to me. Exactly. Let the bring them to me. Yeah, you know? he was four years old. We, we make things complicated. It's and not exactly. as complicated as it yeah. is. It's, it's in black and white. Read it for mm -hmm. what it is. Black what and white. I always say, Steve, it ain't rocket yeah. science. No. And I tell you what, and the people tell me, say, he's 29 years old now, and he says, how did you raise such a gentleman? He's just, and you know what he did today? It was raining like crazy, thundering. And he's, I opened the door and I, I couldn't, he was driving in the car, of course. And, uh, and I look at, he says, Hey mama. And he is right there waiting in the umbrella. So I wouldn't get wet. And he walked me to the That's car. True. He walked me to the car. And stop giving that the door. hard time. <laughs> right? We're released by all ultraviolet light sources available today. That statement says it all. We don't have the capability to replicate the shroud. So every Easter, when we remember the resurrection, think about the power of Jesus. Think about that literally explosive power as he rose from the dead to create this image. It's amazing. Now you might be wondering, why can't we replicate all the characteristics of the shroud? This is due to the cloth containing a three-dimensional image. Fabrics are not supposed to contain precise 3D images. As you can see here, a three-dimensional image can be taken from this two-dimensional cloth. Wow. This three-dimensional nature inspired the Shroud of Turin Research Project, also known as STIRP, which was the most thorough. And they, it, what well, they yeah. did was remarkable because it's a the cloth is a two-dimensional object. Right. Yeah, right. But they got a three-dimensional image off of a two-dimensional object. That's wild. It's wow. impossible. That's it impossible. is. It's impossible. You understand how what we're talking about? This is only God. God only God. Uh, this is that. God in action. God in action. Watch this. Analysis of the shroud to date. The 33-person team was comprised of experts in various fields who spent 17 months preparing for the analysis. They did incredible work. And here they tested several types of images and were not able to obtain the three-dimensional style that the shroud had. Whoa. To date, wow. this three-dimensional nature could not be matched. The data from the study actually allowed the face of Christ to be modeled crazy. by the History Channel, which you'll see here. As well as this hyper-realistic replica of the Shroud, which was developed over 15 years and is very impressive. The fourth reason, I believe, is that the Shroud of Turin matches bloodstains on the Sudarium of Oviedo. The Sudarium is the cloth that had been on Jesus's head, as mentioned in John 27. There was a study that compared bloodstains as well as calcium and strontium deposits between the shroud and the Sudarium. The results suggest that both cloths were used by the same person. The fifth reason, I believe, is due to the medical accuracy of the shroud. The examiner from the research team wrote, the largest bloodstain on the burial cloth is on the right side of the chest. 
It covers the area of the fifth and sixth. Now, do you see this area here? Mm-hmm. That white area? Yes. I want you to take notice, Pastor and Amelia. Look wow. at that white area. You see the new stitching? Yes, right there. Uh-huh. That's where it was. This the shroud was folded up into a square, and it was in a wooden box. In France, they had a fire at the monastery where the shroud was being housed, and as it burnt the box, it also burnt. Let's look. It burns. The stain very clearly shows separation of blood from a clear watery material. What did John's Gospel say? That after. You see what happened? Yes. Look. Here they are. It literally burnt the corners out. If you fold a garment, that's what that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And you see the the talking about the two different kinds of oh, the colors, yes. Uh, the two different kinds of, of um material that's where they're getting it from. That's why I wanted you to see it. Which was repair work. That's exactly what it was. It was a stitch. They stitched they it. They repaired it, yeah. You know, as best they could at the time, right. given what they had. It's on the right side of the chest. It covers the area of the fifth and sixth ribs. The stain very clearly shows separation of blood from a clear watery material. Yep. What did John's gospel say? That after Jesus was pierced, pierced. blood and water came out. Yeah. This is medically confirmed here. The examiner even states, the author cannot help but comment that a remarkable consistency exists between the gospel accounts and the forensic pathological findings depicted on the Shroud of Turin. Again, another reason I believe. And I think it's interesting, too, that the examiner states that there's a remarkable consistency between the Shroud and the Gospels. The sixth reason I believe is due to the pollen studies. Max Fry used adhesive tapes to collect dust samples from the Shroud of Turin during the 1978 STIRP investigation. He later classified 58 pollen grains by comparing them to pollen grains in the largest botanical museums around the world. He concluded that a majority of the pollen grains were from Jerusalem. The seventh reason, I believe, is due to the coins placed over the man's eyes. It was a custom to put coins over the majority of the pollen grains were from Jerusalem. The seventh reason. Whose coin is that? I'm going to shock you when you find out. Um. Uh, is it says it right on the coin? I can't even see. Can you read that? I'll read it for you. It says Pontius Pilate. Pilate. It that, says it right on the that's, coin. That's that's Pontius Pilate. You can see the staff. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exa- exactly. Yeah, the staff. It There's physical proof that Pontius Pilate had a direct connection to the man on the shroud. And the thing was, he 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 knew he was the Christ. He took water while he says, I'm innocent of the blood of this man. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the only reason that a Roman would would cover a Jew's eyes. Correct. Okay? The reason I believe is due to the coins placed over the man's eyes. It was a custom to put coins over the eyes of a dead person so their eyes would stay shut while you're carrying them to their tomb. This was indicated initially by the Sturp team and published in the Numismatist. This was confirmed by imaging analyst expert Robert Haralick, 
who said the shroud did indeed contain a faint image of the pilot coin. So we have a man that was tortured the way Jesus was, had his side pierced, had blood stains that matched the headcloth attributed to Jesus, had coins on his eyes that were minted by Pontius Pilate, was in Jerusalem according to pollen samples, and had an explosion of ultraviolet light to create a 3D profile of his crucified body. This has got to be Jesus. There is no natural explanation for this. The eighth reason I believe is that there is AB blood on the shroud. The blood that is on the sudarium is also AB blood, and so is the blood from every other Eucharistic miracle. When I read that the blood on the shroud of Turin was the same as all the Eucharistic miracles, I thought, wow, God, you are brilliant. (laughs) So in conclusion, all these reasons point to the fact that faith and science do not contradict. We wouldn't have this phenomenal data without science. This is an example of God illustrating his incredible power through scientific discoveries. Science proving the Bible. When would you ever thought you would have heard that altogether? Science proving the Bible. Can't be denied because in the latter day, he said, I will pour my spirit upon them, right? That he's, and we're, we're seeing that even the signs of the end days are in front of our faces now. And all these seals are being, you know, you have little faith, but you need something to, you need something to see. I'll give you something to say. Uh, we can't disprove. Go. I mean, the Lord is revealing himself to many. And uh, and we need to listen. We need to Tomorrow watch. Tomorrow night yes. show. Wow, Layla's just having them going to town over here. <laughs> um, all right, Layla, I'm going to bring you in here. Let's see. Everything I can do is more Yeshua. Okay, we got that. Um, if we're all perfect ourselves, I guess we're supposed to... Uh, we emit the same amount of light when we die. Well, not necessarily, because we are not all divine beings. You know, it's funny you said that, because um, there's this new age belief. Mm-hmm. You already know where I'm going with, where oh, people boy. call themselves I am. Yeah. Christ is the only I am. I am. Yeah. But apparently, um, my cousin, Joey, actually believed that he's like, well, everybody's I am, I am, I am. I said, you know, we're made in God's image, but he believes that we had that same power, even as far as what's this lady's name? Layla. What Layla's Layla. saying. If we're all perfect ourselves as Yeshua taught us, so we would emit the same amount you know, of light when we die. I, I not not true. That's, I, that's, it's, uh, it's patently not true. Yeah, well, none of us are perfect, and, and I'll tell you why because we're not all Yeshua, we're not all Jesus, we're not, we're not all, perfect, we're not all divine creatures, we're just not. We're, we are not created equal. I hate to break everybody's stones here, but we're not. No, we're all children of God, that much we know, yeah, but there is no it's like anything else. There's no equality among children of God. <laughs> some are better, some are worse, especially when the devil gets a hold of them. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. We're supposed to be, the idea was we were all supposed to be equal, but a woman in the garden had a little 
problem with that. Yeah. And then she got replaced by somebody else that still had another problem. Well, that's why Jesus is the second Adam, as scripture mm -hmm. refers him, because the first Adam failed. Yep. Well, it wasn't the first Adam, it was the Eve failed. Eve, and then he got sucked and then, in. Yeah, well, because he got. Well, he did what his wife told him. <laughs> well, Lilith failed and then E failed. So you're treading on thin water there, chatting. <laughs> well, um, I might as well admit it. Lilith failed, so E failed too. So did that apple I'll admit it. That turned it into an orange. <laughs> That's right, Layla. She was talking about the J I'm replacing so... the Y replacing the J. We were yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely, Layla. Yep. Actual true science always proves the Bible. Amen. Scientism contradicts the Bible. And that's well, why yeah. I don't put a lot of uh, stock into scientism no. uh, or the the notion of new age philosophies. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't ascribe the new age philosophies mm. and never have. That's they're, they're, it's junk. It's not even theological. It's divination, if you think about it. Yeah, it's there's nothing theological about it. It's monothe monotheistic, is what it is. That um, that the idea of monotheism is that we are all God in our own right. That's what they believe. Yeah, that you're all your own gods. Well, Jonathan Kahn, you know him. I he don't. just recently wrote a book of Return of the Gods. Because the scripture talks about the gods, yeah, but they're they're, they're not necessarily the true gods. You know, he, he emphasizes Ishtar, and yeah. I spoke on that one of your shows, mm -hmm. and how that's related. You know, yeah. as we even even the Easter, right? They talk about Ishtar or um, oh, yeah. the rainbow symbol, right? Sure, it anything that'll mock Christ, but or mock God's covenant, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But God's lowercase G um, is not. Um, Yahweh, right? Elohim. He's not, not God Almighty. Can we talk about that a second? I have a question. Okay. Glad you brought that up. You and I had a friend, may he rest in peace, named Keith. Yes. Keith was of the mindset that he believed that you should never utter the name God. He would always put G, G space D. D. Because of what? God's holiness, that God is just too holy, that we're not even worthy. Well, you're not even saying God's per name, name per se. It's Yahweh, you, his name. You're using the, Yahweh, the term God. First of all, we need to find out where the term God came from. Well, because um, there's only one, the creator of Oh, it's just the God. There's no more. Yeah, but gods. the people in uh, in that time they they came up with this name God, and I I don't know where the name the G O D came from. I don't know what what it means. Is it short for something? Uh, or an acronym, probably. That's what I'm getting at, Amelia. Is yeah. it is it an acronym for something well, else? Instead of saying his real name, I think they probably came up with that nickname or something. I think. Uh, that's I don't know. We got we have to find that out. That's a good. Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. I think we maybe we should want to delve into, into that. Or something maybe no, tomorrow no. night. It's the old English. Oh yeah, Gudan, Gudan, which is from okay. Germanic. Okay, where it comes gotcha. from God. I was going to say it had to come from somewhere. Proto-Germanic, Gudan. All right. 
Yep. Well, Anglo-Saxon, right? And then we can go back to Norse, God, Old Saxon, Old Frisian, and Old Dutch. But that's it comes from our Anglo-Saxon okay. language. So now there you go. That's why Pastor's here because he knows. <laughs> Thank you. And the rest of us are just a bunch of dummies. I, mean, <laughs> I, know, I, look, I don't know everything. We're I here to, to learn. No, but you're pretty no. young whoopers now. Uh, we're here I'm, to learn. I'm, I'm a pretty smart old <laughs> fart here. I'm a pretty <laughs> fart smeller. I mean, smart. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I've known this young man. I got. I want to tell everybody. I was. I am so proud of him. I've known him since he was six, seven years old. I've known his family for thir almost thirty-five years. That's a scary. Thing. I knew his mother when she was in her twenties. Okay, <laughs> and now she's younger. Younger than me, but she's in her sixties. Yeah. Yeah, she's was sixty-one. Sixty-two. She's sixty-two. Oh, I'm still older. Oh God! <laughs> I'm still older than that. But I remember. Oh my God! Oh, what an amazing family! Good, wonderful people, funny, beautiful, wonderful people that taught everybody. And Mim, God rest your buddy. Your soul, that was your buddy. That was my my coffee buddy. Mm -hmm. Mim every Christmas bought everybody a musical instrument. Why? Because oh. everybody in her family played a musical instrument, instrument or was musical. His mother sang and danced. Oh. His father rests his soul. Uh, and I still can't even believe I'm saying rest. Well, I, now that I have you kind of like face to face. Yeah. I wanted to say happy birthday kind of like face to face now. I know it's a uh, your well, his has, father traveled the world playing the guitar, mm. you the bass, know, yeah. and and with with the the, the South Soul Vince Montana, South yeah, Soul yeah, Orchestra. yeah, that's right, back <laughs> in the seventies, yeah, Gamble and Huff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, the sound of Philadelphia, yep, mm -hmm. um, and his mother sang and mm -hmm. she danced. She was oh. at every club. Lonnie was doing a dance contest. You got that right. Somewhere, her and her dance partner were George. Doing yes, George. That's right. Remember him. God, I really believe you remember that shit. Mm -hmm. Long time. A long time. Yeah, mm -hmm. George. George. Yep. He had a voice too. Yeah. He could sing. Is he still with us? He's going now. I don't know. I should ask her if she's ever talked to him. Wow. Once. Remember the two guys that used to do the Righteous Brothers. Oh, what were their names? They were two Spanish guys, or Spanish or Italian. I'm not sure. You know what? They were darker skinned guys. Not Richie. Richie. He's still with it. He still comes over all the time. He's Richie. He, yeah, he comes over. Oh, One of the days God. when he's over, I should call you up because he stops over with Stretch all the time. Oh like my God! So, and his uncle Hanger. Stretch is uh. the only white guy you'll ever hear <laughs> play Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. Hendrix. Better oh, wow. than yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's. I was, I'm not even making this up. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to leave this set up just the way it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Amelia. Yes. Um, we're going to do one more commercial break. I want to do this one more ID break. Then we'll come back and we'll um, we'll give everybody a heads up for tomorrow night and what's tomorrow coming. show. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. 
Welcome aboard, and welcome to the buzz. And we're back at What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast show. Um, Amelia, tomorrow night we've got part two of the Shroud of Turin and all things associated and connected to the Shroud. Um, So what else do we have coming up? What's coming up in the next couple of weeks? Oh, well, we have, um, you're going to be going on vacation for the next week. So we're going to be running. Yeah, we will not have. Uh, well, let me just tell you, but we won't have a live, live show. show, but we will be showing some um, shows from the past. I think it's a boy in the box on the 31st. We're going yeah. to do the re, uh, a, a rebroadcast yes. of the boy in the box. And we're doing a rebroadcast of, uh, I believe it might be Lenny, maybe Lenny Bruce. Yes. I'm, is that is that the right one we're doing? I believe it's that one. And then on August the seventh and eighth, when you come back, we're going to be showing. We're going to be doing a two night um, show of the Titanic. Oh no, it's not Lenny Bruce. Uh-huh. It's going to be uh, Mad Dog and the Pitbull in conversation. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Pastor is back. Here I am. I want to make sure that we uh, that we give you a proper uh, uh. send off on the mm-hmm. air here. So, uh, oh, we got comments in here. Layla. Let's see. Is it not written? I have said you are God. Yes, this is true. It does say that. But you need to read what's before it and you need to read what's after it. Because that statement, Layla, in itself. Meaning we, it, we can create with. But he's not talking. But about- it's not a complete statement, though. No, it, and it's not in context, because that's not what God meant. You know, He said, "Have I? Is it not written? I have said, ye are gods.' True, but look at the G. It's a little G God, not a big G God. That's that's the difference. There's only one G God. That's overall creation. Thank you. And that's I mean I I see that. Well, God is. Waking up to the reality of the flat. Oh, here we go. First of all, let me explain. We're going to do a show on the firmament. Yes. It's not what you think. There's not water above us, ladies and gentlemen. There was a firmament. No longer. What happened to the firmament? Quick history lesson. Read your Bible. What happened was God said, I will destroy this place and I will flood you to heck out. And he did so. If you don't believe that, ask Noah. Because he built a big freaking right. boat because of it. He said, I will. That's where your firmament went, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't exist anymore. When God flooded the world and the waters receded, he said, I will never again destroy the world by water. Be fire this time. Yes. It will be fire. Blazing hot fire. Yeah. Read your Bible. Jeez. For Pastor Steve Kwiatkowski. For Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. I am the fired up mad dog. Until <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll see you next time on What's the Balls America's Best. See you tomorrow night. <laughs>